There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. Those of you that uh, early caught the broadcast today understood that we were a little bit delayed. We had some difficulties. And uh, those of you that tune in frequent, I'd like you to know that we do try to be on time. Uh, we'd like to produce new content every day. But in the Ministry of Evangelism, with our travel schedule, raising two, soon to be three young children, it's not an excuse. It's just sometimes I, we may not be able to have new content every day, although we are making a valid attempt to. And we've done fairly well, except for the times that I had sickness. When I was in North Carolina, a lot of folks said, well, Tim McVeigh had COVID, prayer requests were not to pray for Tim McVeigh, yes, COVID. No, Tim McVeigh probably had norovirus. It's a big difference between norovirus and COVID. And so I was unable to record those days, but the Lord's been good to us, allowing us to have content each and every day. And of course, sometimes I've mentioned that there, there are a few times that we may have to take pre-recorded messages. We'll divide them up and use them as a part of the podcast. Uh, we don't do that flippantly. We do that according to the will of God. And the Lord knoweth these things, Lord understandeth these things. And so we commit this to him. So Job 34 and verse 29, the word of God says, When he giveth quietness, who then can make trouble? When he hideth his face, who then can behold him? Whether it be done against a nation or against a man only. The hypocrite reign not, lest the people be ensnared. So the word of God gives us some more understanding. We've been in Psalm chapter 11, and we've talked about the eyes of the Lord. And uh, last podcast, we dealt with the eyes of the Lord. But I want to look today a little bit different variant along the same lines of what we talked, spoke of. But I want to look about the face of God. When God's face shines upon us, when God's face is turned from us. And so we see here uh, in the passage in Job, the word of God said that when he hideth his face, who then can behold him? And there's two ways God hides his face. It could be from a nation. And there's no doubt God hid hid his face from this nation. United States of America, in which I'm preaching uh, this podcast today, God has hid his face from this nation. Now, I realize the God and country uh, crowd that, you know, Trump 2024 and flying their banners and flags and, you know, make America great again. I understand the want to, if you will, of turning America. But we have a nation that's legalized gay marriage. We have a nation that has killed, legally uh, supported the death of over 70 million babies to cover up for sin, adultery, and fornication, and that a woman can have a career. And so it's her body. It's her choice, unless it's a vaccine, of course. That's not her choice anymore. Uh, and so we're in a nation now that's turned their back on God. God certainly had hid his face from a nation. But what about when God turns his face from a man, when God hides his face from a man? What an awful place for a man to be where our great God and Savior has hid his face from man. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord 
is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? And so we see here that the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. There in Psalm 11, we talked about the eyes of the Lord, the eyelids of the Lord. Uh, we talked about the eyes of the Lord, the seven spirits of God. They're in the book of Revelation. God is watching. God is seeing. They're over the righteous. But what about when God turns his face, when God hides his face? But then he also says, he said not only hides his face, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. That's more than just a stern look. That's more than just a, a, a harsh look. No, it's the, eye, the face of the Lord is against them. And so we see in Isaiah 59, one of the most well-known passages uh, concerning the, the topic at hand. In verse 1, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. And so we see when God's people sin, their iniquities are made known unto the Lord, he will hide his face. The wicked, God's face is against them. You neither are saved by the good grace of God because of sin in our life, because of iniquity in our life, may have this great God of heaven hide his face from us. Now, the Lord instructed the children of Israel, Deuteronomy 31, he gave them instruction concerning his face. In verse 17, when he said this, then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them. He said, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured. And many evils and troubles shall befall them, so they shall say in that day, Are not these evils come upon us, because our God is not among us? And so if they turn against God, forsake his covenant, forsake his commandments, his face will turn from them. In verse 18 of Deuteronomy 31, he says, I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they shall have wrought, and that they are turned unto other gods. And so his people, if they turn their back on him and turn unto other gods, God's face certainly will be hidden from them. They will not have the blessings of God. His eyes will not be upon them as he beholds the good and the evil. But then in Deuteronomy 32 and verse 20, he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. And that's the problem. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. And so the Lord told us that he would turn his back on them. The word of God told us in verse 15, they forsook the Lord God. They lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. And how much more in this day, in this hour, in this church age, those who are saved by the good grace of God, have the Spirit of God, the witness of God, the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives, how much more would God hide his face from us if we have sin in our life? If we will not correct that which God's trying to correct and will not write in those things that God has dealt with us about, how much more does God still hide his face from man? And so we're today when not only has God hid his face from America, and there's no doubt that God's hid his face from this nation, because of their sin, because of their iniquity. Uh, but he's also hiding his face from those that name the name of Christ. He doesn't forsake them. He just turns his face from them. Why? Because of iniquity and because of sin in their life. And Micah 3 and 4 says, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doing. 
And so God who is just and God who is holy does not does not unrighteously hide his face. No, it's because men have done ill. They've done wrong. They have transgressed the law of God. There's iniquity in them. Isaiah 57, verse 17. For the iniquity of his covetousness was I wroth and smote him. I hid me and was wroth. And he went on frowardly in the way of his heart. Isaiah 64 and verse 1. And I'll read extensively here. But the word of God says, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow at thy down at thy presence. As when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we look not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, Neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for them that waiteth for him. Thou meetest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways, behold, thou art wroth, for we have sinned. In those is continuance, and we shall be saved. We are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And there is none that calleth upon thy name, that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee. But thou hast hid thy face from us, and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. And then the prophet Isaiah justifies the Lord in this, when he says, But now, Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, and thou our potter, and we all are the work of thy hand. And so when the Lord breaks in upon man, when the Lord turns his face from man, when the Lord judges his own, he's just in this because he is our father. He's the potter and we're the clay. We're to be moldable in his hands. He can do with us as he sees fit to do. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. And because of that price in Jesus Christ, God can do as he sees what's best for us. We ought not question, we ought not challenge, we ought not be skeptics, but we just submit ourselves and say, oh God, in thy righteousness I commit myself to you. Yet God has hid his face from those that have iniquity in their life, those that have turned their back on God, those that the, the sin has taken control of in their life. Now, I want you to notice this as well. Not only did God hide his face, God turns his eyes from man, even though the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, we see that God is just in hiding his face. But I want to begin to look at some of the Psalms concerning this. In Psalm 10 and verse 11, we just came out of that text. In Psalm 10, 11, the word of God says this. He hath said in his heart, God forgetteth. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. And how foolish of a man to think that God is not going to see to think that God has hidden his face, therefore his eyes do not behold the evil of this world. A man who doesn't know God or understand God would certainly indict God with that kind of foolishness, but the righteous God will judge men according to their deeds. He said in verse 1 of Psalm 10, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? And so again, the psalmist is pleading to the Lord and asking the Lord, please don't hide from us in time of trouble, yet many times it's because of iniquity in our hearts, because of sin in our lives. In Psalm 89 and verse 46, how long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? 
Psalm 51, verse 9, David, in his psalm of repentance, says, Hide thy face from my sins. And so, again, we see time and time again, the scriptures deals with this matter of God turning his face, hiding his face. And by the way, the difference between turning and hiding is pretty plain and pretty simple. To turn your face is to look away from, to turn your countenance away from, that the light of the countenance does not shine upon anymore. But then to hide your face is literally to make it where it cannot be discovered. When God hides his face, it's so that man cannot see his face. A good man will not be able to find his face. America, no doubt, God has turned his face from America. And America will not find God's face unless they repent. And when I say repent, I mean they need to come to a full repentance. I don't see it as a national revival. I don't see how God... Uh, even in his mercy, is going to accept America in the condition she's in. Without repentance, God cannot help America until they repent of the millions of babies slain, the gay marriages, the bloodshed, the violence, the wickedness, the covetousness, the Hollywood godlessness, the magazine godlessness, the lies, the deceit. America is rife with sin, and God has hid his face from our nation. But yet God does not have to hide his face from you. If you'll walk with God and serve God and live for God, God's face does not have to be hid from you as an individual, but God's face can rather shine upon you. God can give you peace in your heart. God can give you the joy of the Lord. and God can certainly meet with you as an individual. And my friend, that's what God wants to do. God doesn't want to hide his face from man. Numbers tw- uh, 6 and Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. I love verse 25. It's a well-known passage, but what a precious promise. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Why is it that we need God's face upon us? Because to walk in the light of his face, in the light of his countenance, that the Lord would lift up his countenance unto thee and give thee peace, to walk in the joy of the Lord, to walk in the light of the Lord, And by the way, if we'll walk in that light as he is in the light, he said, we'll have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanseth us from all sin. I'm done for today. I just began to scratch the surface of God turning his face from man. But tomorrow, with the Lord's help, I want to look at when God hid his face from his son. We'll go back into the Psalms. We'll go into the Messianic Psalms. And we'll look at God hiding his face from his son when his son was made sin for us. We'll see when God hit his face. Thank you so much for tuning in. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website, and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. 
to write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.